Podcast Rewind, a podcast about all those other podcasts you just can't stop listening to. I'm Erica, one half of your Podcast Rewind hosts. I'm the writer and creator of the blog, My Revamped Life, professional in the shower singer, and lover of all things pop culture. Uh-huh, and I'm Amy. I'm the other co-host of Podcast Rewind. Uh, I like to think of myself as an aspiring real housewife yes. of Orlando whenever Andy Cohen brings us, you know, the Orlando version. Um, I'll just have to get married and get a house, yeah. and then I'm totally on my way. Love so. it. You know, baby steps there. Um, but I'm also a deep lover of pop culture and all things about it. I love discussing it with my friends. I've discussed it with you many, many, hours many hours of, of my life. So uh, here we are. We thought maybe it's time to share it with maybe some of the listeners out there. So uh, speaking of discussing this endlessly, there's usually a glass of wine in our hands. Or when, seven. Or, or seven. <laughs> it, gets re- it gets refilled Absolutely. a couple of times. So every week on our podcast, we're definitely going to be drinking along to loosen things up and keep it going. So this week, cheers, cheers, bitch. We're having a nice glass of champagne to celebrate our very first episode. So exciting. We totally broke the bank. Uh, $4.99, Trader Joe's, champagne, you really can't go wrong. I like to put right. a splash no. of grapefruit juice in mine. Amy goes straight up because she's I a go little hardcore. more hardcore than mm-hmm. I am. I'm tough. Exactly. But like you said, let's let everyone know why we even want to do this kind of podcast. Yeah. I think we started being friends about 11-ish years ago and kind of connected over a lot of things that we had in common. One of them, talking ad nauseum about pop culture and dissecting it. (laughs) Embarrassingly in public. In public, absolutely. I mean, everything from John and Kate Plus 8 to the morning shows in Orlando that we listened to on our drive to work and our absolute favorite thing, the Casey Anthony trial. Oh, Casey Anthony trial. I miss that trial every day. Oh, I miss Jeff Ashton. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so... I would say a year ago, you were deep into audiobooks. Yeah. But then podcasts really came along, and I was still listening to like morning shows, mm-hmm. but kind of listening to their podcast versions that didn't have any commercials because um, I just kind of didn't want to listen to the music. Like, I yeah. liked my own versions. And so, pop, pop culture podcasts started to kind of come out. And so, you got me totally hooked on them. Yeah. You know, I knew podcasting what, you know, was out there, and I had a lot of friends, you know, that I knew were listening to podcasts, but I really wasn't. I fell in with the serial wave. When serial yes. came out, yes. um, Adnan Saeed, I'm still praying for you, man. The Nisha Call. Uh, the Nisha Call. <laughs> um, I mean, that was such a, a big hit that I went, all right, let me try this out and felt so, so into that whole series, um, but didn't really pick it up yet. It was really probably about a year ago now, I started listening to all different kinds of podcasts. And now, I mean, my other pop culture has to fight for time. <laughs> I, Those housewives are begging for yes, your time, team yeah. mom. Dr. Phil misses you every day. They wait for me on the DVR dutifully. I, I'll give the ladies credit. No, but um, I've really gotten into some podcasts, and, and then I know you, Erica, have started listening to your own, and we found that several nights um, we wind up discussing over wine the podcasts that we listen to today and, and dissecting them. And, and it's so fun. I've learned so much yes. from different podcasts. and. Or, you know, if I listen to one about, like, the Real Housewives of Orange County recap, I get some different perspectives, or maybe there's things in the show that I missed because I was, you know, up pouring another glass of wine or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, so, anyway, what we're doing here is we want to share several of our podcasts yes. with people out there. So, you know, maybe you listen to the same one that we did, and, you know, you'll think our insight is interesting, hopefully. Absolutely. Um, or or want to get into podcasts, get and into this podcasts. is a way to learn more about different styles. Maybe you only listen to political ones and you want to mix it up and what are some good lifestyle ones? Absolutely. What are some 
inspiring, uplifting ones. There's a lot that are motivation-oriented, yeah. murder-oriented. Murder. I'm definitely more of the pop culture side, but every mm-hmm. now and then I like to sprinkle in kind of creative story pop culture kind of podcasts. So like you said, yeah, this is where you can come and hear our take, learn about some, yeah. maybe hear a recap of some of your own favorites, and then you can write in and let us know what podcasts should we be listening to and should we right. be talking about with one another because – there are plenty of hours in the day for you and I to talk about podcasts. <laughs> I definitely know that to be true. All right. So here's kind of the format. Um, Eric and I have both chosen our favorite podcast of the week that we're going to do a recap. And then um, we've listened to one that we'll yep. do uh, together. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap it up with some fun stuff at the end. So who's going first? Well, um, Amy, before we get started, I kind of want to talk to you about what I'm a little obsessed with this week. That's right. That's right. That's what obsessed you? with so, this week. Okay. I think you know why I've been singing... Taylor Swift's new song, Gorgeous, constantly around the apartment, to your dismay. Yeah. But I think I need to be really honest that the thing I'm the most obsessed with is what happened to us one week ago. Mm -hmm. Those who don't know me and those who do know me are pretty close know I can totally get sucked into things I don't understand. Universe, why is it so big? How does this work? The cosmos. But most importantly, Scientology. (laughs) I am obsessed to the point where my Catholic family got a little concerned and thought I was trying to switch ships. But mainly, I cannot wrap my brain around this religion and how people call it a religion. And the Leah Remini show on A&E, I love. When I was in LA last, I ate at her mom's cafe and I saw her mom and wanted to be like, why did you do this to Leah? But most importantly, we were at the Southern Women's Show last week Mm -hmm. and there was a booth. Here in Orlando. Here in Orlando. Um, the Convention Center Southern Women's Show, we were just about done with the yeah. entire day, and we came by a booth, and I saw it said free stress tests, and I saw books everywhere for Ron L. Hubbard and Dianetics and e-meters, and I think I had a reaction so similar to, I think years back, Kristen Bell's breakdown when she finally met a sloth, where she was so happy <laughs> she was sobbing. Yep, I yep. was like borderline that. I mean, you and our other friend Beth, did not know what to do with me. I had never seen Scientologists that I would know of in no. person. She turned I red. Never... I thought she was going to cry. I think I did a little bit, <laughs> but like out of pure joy, I couldn't even go over and say hi or take a stress test because I don't know what I would have done. But so many people have asked me about it because I definitely did snaps about it, Insta stories about it. My mom, of course, had a call and questioned me about it. But I think that's what I'm still riding that high from last week. Awesome. What about you? What are you feeling? Okay, so mine is so, like, less interesting than that. You know what I'm <laughs> obsessed with this week is the return of cool weather to Central Florida and yes. what it's doing for my hair. Oh, yeah, for it's- sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love that um, I'm getting away with a little less frizz lately, so that's totally what I'm obsessed with this week. And your hair looks good, so Thank you, you should definitely be obsessed with good hair. It puts you in a good mood. It does. It does. I get more done. Yeah, so do you want to... Knock this out of the park first. Let's go. What podcast do you want to talk to me about? All right. So I'm going to do one that's um, a little dark. So I'm going to suggest you go first. Oh, okay. Um, so I love to listen to this one podcast called Love and Radio. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about it before. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, I listen to it on Stitcher. So if you guys are looking to find Love and Radio, you can Google it. Or I listen to it on the Stitcher podcast app. But I actually heard about Love and Radio through the Bitch Sesh Real Housewives recap. They were talking about an old episode called The Living Room that they had heard and how great it was and it won all these awards. So I know I've talked to you about that one and maybe I'll recap that one again in the future because I have a different opinion. But this time, I listened to one called The Super Chat. So it's a young girl. She's 27, lives in San Francisco. So it's like that Silicon Valley tech world. 
And she actually works for her friend's podcast. And so okay. a lot of these stories on Love and Radio are different producers, etc. So you're going to find a lot of varying stories. So she gets a little tipsy one night. Her one friend had given her a phone number of a chat hotline. So think to yourself those 1990s commercials where you would see like a hot guy and a hot girl like with their cordless oh, yeah. phone. Yes. I think they still play at like 3 a.m. on the right channel. I think you're totally right. <laughs> and so it seemed so innocent back then when we were younger. Like, oh, you just talked to a <laughs> hot guy. It's so exciting. <laughs> and so she decides, I'm going to give it a call. And you hear her go through the whole setup of you know, press one if you're a straight man, press two if you're a straight woman, mm-hmm. gay man, lesbian, etc. Sure. So she's trying to connect with straight men. And mainly, she immediately says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm recording this. I'm oh. trying to help out my friends, you know, podcast, radio show, and try to get an understanding of why people are here. Got and it. for the most part, because it's such a voyeuristic concept, because this is definitely a sex hotline. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm, she I'm really didn't realize. Oh, she thought maybe she would chat. Oh, baby. It was adorable. (laughs) The first guy out of the gate is just like, yeah, I sleep with women off of this. I've slept with this kind of woman and this kind of woman. So he's like, yeah, let me tell you what I'm doing here. Exactly. He completely, totally upfront and wants to do it with her, like, instantly. He's like, how can we meet up? I've, if I can be honest, he sounded like the Bubba Gump of the sex phone world. (laughs) Where he's like, you can have shrimp gumbo, shrimp this, <laughs> shrimp that. You can have it any way you want. This guy was like, I've been with this kind of woman and this kind of vagina and oh, this okay. kind of... I mean, it was... She was doing everything she could not to laugh. And he was just like, you know you want me. I mean, he just went guns blazing. And I don't believe that was for her because she was like, why are you here? And he's like, you know why you're here. You want my stuff. And So he was going to talk to her but also wanted to bone her. 100%. It okay. was... Okay, so he's not being that helpful. He's no, still in it for the he boning. did not understand that, like, you're being recorded. Ah, <laughs> and right, I'm right. listening to you while I'm cleaning my bedroom and chuckling at the same time. So she just kind of disconnects with him and it's like, hey, you've been disconnected, but you've been rematched. She starts talking to this other guy. I think off the bat he sounds like he's 48. He swears he's 33, 6'2", built. Mm-hmm. To which she said, like, are you lying? Because that sounds like the perfect man and there's no way the perfect guy is on this call. So he's super open to talking to her about like why he's there and what he can do with other women and really open to all of her questions. But then it's like, oh, well, I mean, if you wouldn't mind me asking, do you have socks on? And so like in between all of this, he's basically like, can you send me a photo of the bottom of your feet? No, 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 I cannot. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I mean, I don't want you to have my email address. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually a smart call on her part, right? Because you could keep emailing me. So he's basically like, yeah, I have met some people and I've had great connections. Um, and what would you think about a guy having sex with your foot? Like, just how? Sli- I have questions. <laughs> I have questions, first of all. But just slides it in so innocuously, like, oh, and then I did this and then I slept with her and blah 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 he was having it he was there but then it was starting to get a little creepy so she disconnects with him right picks up with another guy and this one was kind of sad this guy was like I'm lonely I don't really have a lot of connections I'm homeless so which okay I see what you're trying to do you're trying to meet people you're homeless it's difficult should your money be spent elsewhere right other than this $2.99. Yeah. Wait a second, this isn't free. <laughs> this you isn't are homeless. Free. Exactly. You are homeless. You have a credit card? 
He was like, do you know anybody I could stay with? And I mean, I know her heart broke for him. It's like 1130 at night. She's a little tipsy doing this recording for like a buddy of hers. So they kind of disconnect and she gets this other guy who immediately is like, hello, mate. Hello, dear. And she's like, whoa, I don't believe that accent. Like, what are you doing? And so he's like, okay, like I just always had fantasies about like a British, you know, sexual situation. Every girl I've ever been with just doesn't want to role play. And so... I kind of come here to get off on that. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, okay. And they kind of start having a nice conversation. And he, she's flirting with him. He's flirting back. And he's talking to her about, like, her sexual preferences and her strongest desires. And for her, it's being the third to another couple. And she was able to fulfill her dreams, like, the week prior. So she thinks to herself, I will help his dreams come true. So they start role-playing in these accents and so I'm, you know, making my bed listening to these two people say like, you know, oh, you may either, or that's Australian, <laughs> but like, I'm not, I shouldn't do accents, but you know, I'm like making my bed and this guy's like, oh, you're raising the British flag. I'm just oh, like, that's funny. Yeah. It was really funny, but like I'm kind of beat red and like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And they just like dissolve into laughter and she's like, what are you doing tomorrow? Mm. And he's like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, like, can, can we get a drink? Oh my gosh. And then he disconnects. Oh. Which was so sad. I thought you were about to tell me a love I, story. No, no. There's not always no. good love stories on this podcast. Oh, tell me about <laughs> But I thought it was interesting. I thought that was um, eye-opening. I think, like you said, we've all seen those commercials before. Yeah. Who are you getting on the other end? And that was her thing. Why are you here? Who are you? What are you getting from this? Are you getting anything from this? What are you thinking? And it was really interesting and... I just don't know if I'm going to forget that Bubba Gump guy for like a couple of days. He will sit with me. Sit. Yeah. So I thought it was fun. Like I said, I like Love and Radio. They're maybe 25 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Really good, fun pop kind of, you know, quick hits. Like when you're yeah. driving them all or into work or something that, you know, we don't have to keep listening to and understand and episodic. Right. So it's I liked just a it. one-off story every time. Absolutely. Cool. Every time. And this is an older one. So we'll put it in the show notes. What that one was. The title, sure. like I said, is called Super Chat from Love and Radio. Great. So is yours as sexy? Uh, well. <laughs> What's your definition? I, I don't know. It depends on what you find sexy. <laughs> so um, mine is, the one I've chosen this week is from a podcast called My Favorite Murder. And you love murder. I Okay. So here's the thing that not everyone is going to be down with this, but My Favorite Murder is a true crime podcast. And it's hosted by these two uh, ladies, Karen and Georgia. They back, actually both are, um, well, Karen anyway is an actress and stand-up comedian. <clears throat> Georgia, I'm a little bit unclear what her background yeah. is, but they both uh, moved to L.A. and um, met and like realized that they bonded because they both had this you know, interest in true crime stories. So like if you think to like 2020 episodes and 48 hours episodes yeah. and um, those types of things, excuse me, <clears throat> They were really into that, and they're like, oh, my God, we found each other, and we can, like, dish about this yes. stuff. And then realized, you know, a lot of people don't really like to talk so much openly about how they're really into true crime or into murder or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I know for me, I grew up watching, you know, like, TGIF would be on Friday night. Yep. And then at 10 o'clock, 2020 comes on. When I just got done laughing at Urkel, and if my parents <laughs> didn't make me go to bed yet, I was sure shit going to watch 2020. Oh, yeah. I'm... The important thing to remember too is when you're when you um you know into true crime stuff like we're not all like you, you know kind of crazy psycho people yeah. that like listen to this and and it's not weird and it's not wrong um 
and especially in um, my favorite murder, the girls are always focused on the on the victims and the yeah. and the sadness of of what happens there. But and a lot of it's psychological. Like, why are people yeah, acting this way? That's what it is. It's the and, same thing with Scientology. Why are exactly. you doing this? Why? I don't. You don't want to be a Scientologist. <laughs> no, but you don't want to be murdered, <laughs> and I don't want to murder. But I'm fascinated about what makes people do that, and Correct. the types of scenarios that yeah. people get into when murder becomes the option are just just crazy. So. Um, so that's my interlude into why I think I'm a psychopath, nope. but I'm totally down with true crime. I've lived with you five years now. Yeah. I can I say haven't tried you to murder haven't you at not all. Yet. Not even a little bit. Nope. Mm-mm. All right. So this my favorite murder episode was actually a live show. Okay. And, and they, where were they? Uh, they were in Toronto. Oh. So you know, lots of jokes about like we love your country. We can go to the emergency room here and it's free. And, <laughs> You're you <know>. so nice. <laughs> you guys are so nice. Um, and murderers up there would say I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. And they were having to tell all their stories in, like, kilometers and stuff. And they're like, we don't know what it means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what is two kilometers? I have no idea how far away that is. Um, they've actually told a really funny story, too. They had been doing a live show in Detroit the night before. So they drove to Toronto. They rented a minivan. Border. Georgia's husband and Karen and Georgia hop in a minivan. And they drove over the border. And they told this funny story about Georgia needing to go to the bathroom. So they pull over to this, like nothing town with this little store and she runs in to go to the bathroom and then the other two decide oh we have to go too and they go in and she's nowhere to be seen in the store because it turned out there was no public restroom but she had to go so bad she barged into the back and like found the employee bathroom but they come in and they can't find her and like she's been in here 20 seconds oh my god is it happening in real life what's oh no they've manifested this exactly nice. yeah like they jinxed themselves and yeah. one of them being murdered anyway um, so they're, the format of My Favorite Murder is kind of like what we're doing here. Both Karen and Georgia will research and study up on a particular murder and then bring it to each other at the, so tell each other the story at, while they record their podcast. Normally they were podcast in, in their little home studio in LA, but like I said, they're on the road. I'm seeing them in a couple of weeks, actually. I'm I super know, excited. So they're coming to Orlando. Um, so anyway, uh, Karen went first this week and her story was a um, that of the Ken and Barbie killers. What? The Ken and Barbie killers. So I've, I've heard them on another true crime podcast, or I've heard about the Ken and Barbie killers okay. before on another podcast that I listen to. And um, the, the Murder Girls, as I call them, have been doing this a couple of years, but I only picked up, you know, when I started doing podcast yeah. stuff this, this past year or so. Um, and so Karen said that this story is actually a redo because she did this back in like episode three, Uh-oh. back before they kind of really knew what they were doing. Yeah. And she said that she just kind of heard this story from a friend of a friend uh-huh. and went on air and just regurgitated it and got like an email from a girl that was like, um, I live in that town and none of that was right. And then she realized like, if I'm going to talk about real people and real stories and Google. maybe <laughs> just do a little Google, sure. a little research. So she's like, allow me to redo. And when, by the way, when the girls are on the road doing their show, they they always do, so like if they're in Toronto, they're going to do murders that happened in or around Toronto. Great. So when you see them in a few so minutes, you'll Orlando, see them see... talk about Orlando murders. Yes. yes. Cool. Well, probably Sanford, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Tampa, all of Florida. Just, yeah. Hashtag Florida Central man. Florida mm-hmm. swamps. That's what we're going to hear. Drink break. All right. So the Ken and Barbie killers uh, are Paul Bernardo and uh, Carla... Homolka. Okay. Okay. So, um, both psychopaths, well documented in their youths. Amazing. Um, both of them kind of not so great families, particularly his. Um, so she, you know, was kind of troubled in high school, but he definitely had a, a troubled upbringing. So, uh, he's from Scarborough, Ontario, which must be right outside of Toronto. 
So he's um, out of college. He's in his early 20s, studying to be an accountant or is just becoming an accountant, I think. So successful. Yeah. Good looking. Of course. Charming. Well, you know what starts happening around Scarborough? Rapes. (laughs) People start getting raped. Raped. (laughs) Which is not funny. It's not funny. Um, But anyway, he's always grabbing his assailants from behind and like getting his thing done in an alley real quick and sending them on their way. So they really can't see they None of them have ever been able able to identify his face. Um, Meanwhile, he's 23. He meets a 17-year-old Carla in her hotel lobby. I don't know why a 17-year-old is in a hotel. That, That part I don't get quite yet. But she's with a group of friends, so she must be on some sort of trip. And according to the friends, within two hours of meeting, they have gone back to her room and are boning. No. So Well, she's 17, to be she's fair. She's 17. He's 23. So they fall madly in love. You know, a couple of psychopaths out there looking for love. Find it with each other. They get together. Um, not too soon after, he moves in with her family. What? And family's fully bored with this. They get engaged. They get engaged. What is a successful 23-year-old doing moving in and engaging... With a 17-year-old. Well, I guess you'll tell me. We see, as as normal people, we see why that's weird. Yes. But all of the people in the equation at the time were, like, super on board with this. And what years did you say this was? This is happening in 1990 when they meet. Oh. Right? It was was a weird decade. The 90s. The 90s. (laughs) The beginning of the 90s. The role in 90s. Only 90s kids will remember this. (laughs) So here's the thing. So they're engaged, and, you know, they're living together, sleeping in her room and all of that stuff, and... She's got a younger sister, 15-year-old Tammy, and he says to uh, Carla, his his fiance, I really love you and can't wait to spend my life with you. I'm just really upset. There's one thing that you'll never be able to give me for a wedding gift, and that would be your virginity because you've already given that away. But your sister. No. Yeah. You can give me your sister's virginity. So um, Carla works at... That's a shitty gift. That's just uh, <laughs> That's not fair. That's, and that's not hers to give. Nope. Really. 100%. So Carla, and again, this is the 90s. She's 17. She works in a veterinary office. And so she's able to it's get her so hands on some it. night-night drugs. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So they, one night, drug her little sister. Uh, and he does what he does. But they gave her too much and she died. <gasps> So now she Well, because is, she was the assistant, she's not a real veterinarian. It, it's also wrong. Right? So she doesn't know about dosage and all that. So she winds up killing her own sister oh. and is involved with the rape of her yeah, sister. And um, somehow it all kind of gets swept under the rugs in accident. They think that they're able to convince the family and the police that she accidentally took this drug or, you know, took it on purpose and accidentally overdosed herself. Nothing's wrong here. Nothing happens. Nobody's charged. Well, they didn't check out, like... I mean, I guess why would they know to do a rape kit or anything like that? Right? I've watched too much SVU. Right, right. right. Too much Law and Orders in mm-hmm. my head. So um, now Paul and Carla need to start their own life, you know, away from her dead sister. So she stays with him, right? She's she's as nuts as he is. Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that she was already saying, like, sure, you may have my little sister. Yeah. Right? Nobody's, no. nobody's fully That's there. That's a no for me. Right. So, so they move out, and they're going to start their lives together. And um, fortunately... Unfortunately, I mean, um, after a few months of being out on their own, Paul kidnaps a 14-year-old girl and brings her home to Carla, and they rape and torture her for hours, um, dump her body, which isn't found for two months, um, on their wedding day, actually. The day they get married is the day that their victim is discovered. Oh, my God. But uh, it doesn't get um, traced back to them. It doesn't get traced back to them. 
So in the meantime, Paul, I mean, Paul's not a nice dude. He also no. beats her. And, and also, so going back, oh, ooh, ooh, going back to the Scarborough rapist that is uncaught. Yeah. Um, one of them finally did, one of the girls finally did. Got a glimpse. Get, got a glimpse. So they were able to put out a composite sketch. Okay. So this is back in 1990, which is also the time he's meeting Carla. And so the composite sketch goes out on TV from the police, and people that Paul works with call it the police station. Like that's my that's, that's Paul. That's my man Paul. <laughs> and sell him up the river. Sold him up the river. He gets called in and questioned in all of this, and he submits his DNA, agrees <gasps> to all of this, but nothing happens. It sits on the shelf at the police office for two years. So in these two years, this is when he's met Carla. He rapes and kills her sister. He rapes and kills this 14-year-old girl alongside Carla. Carla is complicit oh, in all of this. Oh, she's 100% in this. Because the next thing they start doing is luring Tammy's friends to their new apartment to drug and so that he can rape them. None of them ever die, and none of them actually have any recollection of it happening until everything unfolds later on. They're just getting away with that for a while, just the raping. But here's the problem. Paul's not just satisfied with only the raping. No. The killing has the probably killing. kind of come to him. Yeah. And that's- so, unfortunately, there is another 15-year-old girl that they um, grab and, and um, rape and kill and all that stuff. So, like I said, he's not nice. She one time gets beaten up pretty bad, Carla. Yeah. And she's like, I'm done. Oh, by the way, oh, I forgot to mention this. They videotape all <gasps> What? This, this uh, is the first rule start, of Fight Club. Starting with Tammy, the sister. They no. have video everything they've done. Isn't I mean, isn't like a murderer's cree? Like, I will not record yeah, my murders. but I murders. think they're so sick. I think Paul oh, so they likes watch watching it back. It back. And probably get off on it yeah. even more. I don't know. I imagine that's why you video yourself assuming... doing very illegal activity. <laughs> also, probably more law and order things that we've seen yeah, that have right? seeped into our memory. But, you know, tipster for you murderers out there, don't videotape. Don't. Don't videotape Don't. Don't, 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 don't talk about anything it. illegal. Don't talk about don't it. Talk don't about videotape it. it. Don't talk about Fight Club. So, so anyway, he beats her up pretty good one night and she's like... I'm done. Oh, so she go. she tries to leave him, and she's going to, I'm going to tell you everything, as long as you give me immunity. The problem is she tried to find the tapes before she left the house, and she couldn't find the tapes. Oh. we got to do so, your due diligence before you bounce. All around this time, so this is 1992, and all in this time, all of a sudden, they test that DNA back from the old Scarborough rapist, and guess what? Paul's the Scarborough rapist. So now Do you want my shocked face? I, no. <laughs> I don't want you to be shocked by this, because duh. 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 So, um, so yeah, so the jig is basically up at this point. Um, Carla winds up confessing um, and is going to um, testify against him. The tapes turn up in 1994 because Paul's lawyer gets so mad and frustrated with him that he quits. And when Paul hires a new lawyer, the old lawyer calls up and says, so I got the stack of tapes you might want to see oh. that he's had and been hiding on his <gasps> client's behalf from the police and everybody. So Stop it. So, yeah. So the new lawyer... Is like, hey, cops, I have just come across a bunch of tapes y'all are going to want to see. So Paul goes away at this point. But here's the thing. So Carla has confessed. She didn't get full immunity. She got two 12-year sentences that she was allowed to serve concurrently. Okay. So she has so been that released. AKA like 24 years mm-hmm. is what you're saying? 24 years, but she only has to serve 12 because she's serving them concurrently. So oh, two, at the same time. Two sentences at the same got time. Got it. Got it. She has been released since 2005 and has married, had a child. <gasps> And was volunteering at her daughter's school when someone figured, you know, she's got a past and she's just not allowed to volunteer at the school anymore. So are you telling me that this woman who married a guy, helped him rape and murder, found somebody to love her, but I'm still single? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. That is the harsh reality 
of what I am telling you right now. <clears throat> this it just got even scarier. This entire story got. Well, way can scarier. I just scare you one last time no. with the story of the Ken and Barbie killers? He got put away for twenty five years uh, back in nineteen ninety four. But he's been pretty good. He is up for parole in October 2017. Which there are only a which few days left now. So Ken and Barbie back on the streets. That's insane. That's is insane. this because they got um, a trial in Canada? Like are jurors too nice up there? Because I mean, I feel well, like down let me here. Tell you, I have. Let me tell you Georgia's story right after this. Yeah, from that same podcast and very different experience. Because I thought the same thing. Like yeah. 20, 25 years, whatever Paul was sentenced to, for three murders, three confirmed murders, and like dozens a whole of rapes. slew of rapes, is a 25-year situation? Right? Yeah, that seems People a little less to me. are away for drastically less. Right. Like, like an ounce <clears throat> of coke on them. 30 years. Like How are the families of any of those? Some of those rape victims are probably still alive. I mean, uh-huh. Oh, how would you feel? That? If your rapist is out. <clears throat> Ugh. No, horrible. So, so that was Karen's story. Georgia's story was um, also in in Canada, around the Toronto area, actually in um, Clinton, Ontario. Okay. And so the the system is a lot different in this particular story. So thanks for bringing that up. Sure. So this is the very unfortunate and sad death of Lynn Harper back in 1959. She was only 12 years old. She was, um, yep, she was at a function at her school, like a meeting of, some society that she was in. Oh, like an after-school club kind uh-huh. of thing. Yep. Okay. And so she was, and all the kids at, back in that time all lived close in a small town, all lived close enough yeah. to their homes to just walk home afterwards. So she was on the back of her friend Michael's bike going home. Michael is 14 years old. And, you know, who knows what they were doing. This is, the, this is 59. He takes her partway on his bike, and maybe her bike is parked or there's something you know, he drops her off basically in a clearing, and she says, okay, this is far enough. Oh. By the way, they both live on the same military base, so they know each other. Okay. They're actual friends. Um, so he drops her off in this, like, clearing thing and starts pedaling away on his bike, turns around and does see her get, as he testifies to, sees her get into a car and is like, hmm, weird. Mm, and stranger goes, danger. goes home. Lynn doesn't make it home of course so um you know fortunately she was found dead and and raped two days later basically just kind of further into the woods from the side of the road where he saw her last Uh um there's no real there's this is 59 so there is no way to get done or way to grab dna evidence other than anything that would be really obvious um so the only person that was ever a suspect was 14 year old michael and the only witnesses are other 12 to 14-year-olds that were all part of, oh, I saw Michael and Lynn leave together. I saw Michael later that night. So Michael went out and played with his friends later that night, and they all testified that he seemed, like, pretty normal and, like, yeah. everything was fine. But then there's – so the entire case is hinged on the testimony of, of tweens. Yeah. So there's different stories. Oh, oh yeah. you know, I saw Michael do this. I saw Michael do that. Like, thanks Salem witch trials. They're oh yeah. They're getting each oh, other. All spun that, like, hormones up. running through their body. Right? They don't know what to do with themselves. Everyone wants to have the coolest, most important story. Yeah. Or and if you lie a little bit, now you got to stick to that lie because you're gonna Ugh. get in trouble for lying. Exactly. You know. So anyway, unfortunately, he is found guilty at 14. Seriously. He is tried as an adult and sentenced to death by hanging <gasps> as a 14 year old. What? Upon that a. Upon appeal, his um, sentence is commuted to life in prison. So he's okay. not going to die, but theoretically he's going to spend his whole life in prison. Don't know what happens here, but he does only serve 10 years and he's paroled at the age of 24. 
So he gets out at 24. He spent 10 years. Wow. For um, for this poor girl's death. Um, but And gets out in 24. So uh, if this time, let me do the math real quick. 10 years later. This is now 1969, 1970. Okay, the start of the 70s. Right. And he's a young man. He's 24. So um, he just kind of goes away. Like, he doesn't provide any interviews when he's asked or anything like yeah. that. But he does get married. He does have children. And he's kind of living peacefully. Um. Also, he gets away from the town that he's in because half the town is like, he definitely did it, and the other half is, sure. you know, he didn't. Her family is adamant that he did do it. Oh. So, so again, like well, I yeah, said. yeah, there's no other suspect, so it's got to be him. Yeah. So, yeah, the jury was tough on this 14-year-old, for sure. And he was sentenced to death at 14, tried as an adult for something where there is just no, no physical evidence. evidence that he did it. Meanwhile, it's all circumstantial. Right. Ken and Barbie, all the evidence in the world, ugh, could you do some community service, is right. basically what they got. right. Um, so, so drastically different. Right. So let me just wrap this one up quick because I know I'm going kind of long. Um, in 2006, one of those, you know, like Innocence Projects types uh-huh. of things gets involved and provides other, um, you know, there was a traveling salesman that went through that night. There was another dude on the army base that was luring a little girl into his house two weeks before and got stopped. So oh. basically um, the Canada Grand Jury, Supreme Court, whatever, sure, they, whatever they overturn they his sentence like it never happened. Like you were, like he was never... Um, found guilty, and actually uh, received $6.5 million in damages. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, his life could never really be put right, but no. Lynn will never get hers back either. Yeah. And, um, you know, the family's still adamant that he did it. Yeah. So it's just, it's very sad and strange, and there's somebody out there that needs to totally. be prosecuted. Absolutely. That's kind of what it is with a lot of these murders. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that was super so dark. That is my favorite. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark, but, you know, again, the, the, the way people behave and the things that they think. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, the, the way that they always end my favorite murder is, hey, stay sexy, don't get murdered. They're all about female empowerment and taking yeah. care and watching yourself. Um, they also say fuck politeness all the time. Like, you don't have to be nice to that no. creepy man on the street. Fuck politeness. You stay sexy and you don't get murdered. <laughs> right. So I'll wrap it up the same way. Yeah. Woo! Oh, that got dark. It got but dark. It got dark. Good, like you said. Yeah. And it's always really interesting to hear all of these different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't want to spend forever talking about all of our podcasts, which... Chances are, once I hit stop on recording this, we'll still just do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely because will. we definitely stayed apart from one another in the apartment this morning mm-hmm. doing our own thing, so we wouldn't oh, talk I slept too much. In good. You slept in hardcore. Yeah. I definitely skipped Pilates this morning, which felt mm-hmm. as good as going. Um, <laughs> I was just too sore when I woke up, and I was like, "I want iced coffee, and I think I want to watch the new Will and Grace." And so that's oh, what I, I did. That. It's hilarious. I'm so glad it's back. But um, I will say, like, there are tons that I've already listened to this week from a podcast perspective. Yeah. We both love the Bitch Bible. Yeah. She is in London right now and been pretty funny. Just, like, quick little 30-minute ones. But I will say another one that I listen to that I talk to you about frequently is The Lady Gang. Yep. So that's, like, Kelsey Knight from Entertainment Tonight, Jack Vanek from, I believe her clothing line is just Jack Vanek clothing, and then Becca Tobin. She used to be on Glee. Yeah. I believe she's got a Hallmark Christmas movie coming up this year, sure. which ugh, oh, okay. yeah. love watching Get hired, that. Get girl. You right? You Get work. your money. But this week they had on Michaela. She's a news anchor. She has her own show on HLN called Michaela. Oh, oh, you know I know what I'm talking about. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's really empowering. So mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to tag off of the fact that the murder girls are like empowering, etc. Yeah. Um, I follow her on Instagram. I just think she's really rad. She just like talked about her upbringing. She's from Canada. All of these things. She became kind of famous up in Canada doing her own thing. And when she moved to America and started doing um, news and, like, you know, different TV programs, 
she came down, you know, from Canada the way she was in Canada. Like, you know, she's like, I'm a curvier girl. You know, she's African American. She's like, I've got, you know, black curly hair. I'm not going to straighten it. And nobody questioned her. Because, hey, that worked for you in Canada. Now you're here. So she just talked a lot about, like, you know, stick true to who you are. Mm-hmm. And all these things. Super empowering. Makes me want to, like, maybe DVR her show. You know, <laughs> like while I'm at work. Show. Yeah, her new show. Like, while I'm at work. Because it's an afternoon show. Um, and then, like, really cool fun fact. When I worked at VH1 in the fashion department, my senior stylist, Pilar, who is my cousin's sister-in-law, long story, we're all related. Mm-hmm. She's Michaela's stylist. Oh, so cool. she's constantly tagging Pilar on Instagram and so like I feel low level cool because like whenever I look at Pilar's Instagram it's like you and Michaela are following Pilar and I'm like yeah me and this rad girl I just listened to on a podcast are following the same person so um it was a really good one I really liked it a lot it was just awesome you know answering a lot of questions like how do you stay empowered how do you fight back towards men saying like do this okay somebody wants me to cut my hair to be in television what should I do it was really cool I liked it a lot and I'm sometimes 50 50 on that show but I was mm-hmm. all in on this one Okay, this cool. Week, it was really good. I um, so I don't listen to only dark stuff. <laughs> um, and as aforementioned, huge Real Housewives of whatever city fan, and we got three Insert running right city now. Here, yeah, we got or OC Dallas and New Jersey all running right now. Yeah. So um, the recaps and the podcast recaps have been just delicious lately. Ugh. So uh, one of my favorites that I listened to, I was on one of my long, long walks yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing out loud like a crazy person <laughs> on the street listening to uh, this week's episode of Bitch Sesh. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Bitch Sesh is a like everything Bravo recap podcast yes. hosted by Danielle Schneider and Casey Wilson. Um, both, Obsessed. Yeah, both writers and actors in LA. Casey was on a show called Happy Endings that was really popular on yes. ABC for a while. She did a season of SNL. Um, Danielle hasn't done quite as much, but, you know, she's done stuff here and I there. I think they both were the writers of The Real Hot Wives. Uh, yeah, they were. On Hulu, Hot right? Wives on oh, Hulu, yeah. Which was based in Orlando the first so round, funny. which is where we live, and yes. it was on point. It really was. Um, but anyway, Casey is currently out on maternity leave, so Danielle hosted and had two guests, June Diane Raphael and Brian J. Moylan. Now, Brian actually writes Real Housewives recaps for a uh, website called Vulture.com, oh. and he's hilarious. I read him religiously every week. It just I think he's your spirit makes, animal. Oh, yeah, he is totally like my spirit <laughs> animal. I'd never heard his voice before, so it was like just delightful. Like, oh. oh, you are everything I think you are, <laughs> and more, so much more. Um, so if you are a Housewives fan, I highly recommend oh, you listen 100%. to Bitch Us This Week. They just had me in complete stitches going over the three, you know cities that are on right now so that one was super fun to listen to it was a nice long one too it was like an hour 40 oh so, i love yeah. when they do that they had I like a long ones. before on a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and i could make it almost to my parents house in san augustine which is about <laughs> two two and a half hours away um with a couple interludes of me jamming out and singing and then going back to the show and i love when they do do long conversations because you can tell that they're friends and they have right. a really good relationship and generally they I believe record theirs in Casey's like kitchen nook. Yeah, I think at her so. house, which clearly so. they must not. But be. they're doing it. Well, no, they, you know what? They went to June's house. Oh, okay. So she must have like a little a room or too. something like that. Yeah, wouldn't that be great though? Like you're on maternity leave, but your friends who are doing the podcast like still come over to your kitchen yes. every week. Like, sorry, you know the rules. We podcast out of the kitchen. You can take your baby somewhere else. <laughs> well, I think it's also hilarious that like, will you be a guest on my show? And can I come to your, your house, house to record? Right. And what was really funny because so June was fully on the side of Vicky Gumbleson should remain on OC. Oh, and, and I'm Brian was so the other side. The argument yeah. that it's time for her to be fired. But she's like, You are in my home. <laughs> it's 
it was it was a really really How funny dare episode. you disrespect me yeah and the og of the oc vicky govelson right. in my own home um by the way both of the podcasts that i referenced today uh, mike murder and bitch sesh you can both i've listened to both of them on stitcher though i think they're also available on soundcloud and itunes but yeah and I don't listen, quote me on that but stitcher is a great app if you don't have that on your phone and you think that you want to start podcasting it's stitcher s-t-i-t-c-h-e-r uh-huh. download it trust yeah. me I listen to a lot on Spotify. I'm able to get um, O.C. Stassi mm-hmm. from Vanderpump Rules. I found her on there. Bitch yep. Sesh on there. Mouthing off with Olivia. Olivia Caridi from Ben's season of The Bachelor, which yeah. I know I'll talk about her in the future. because I know the memes actually... with the massive mouth. You know yeah. the memes. And yeah, total memes. She's funny, but she's mm-hmm. also got a broadcast journalism background, so right. she's pretty good at what she does. So yeah, everything we probably can find on iTunes, but... Yeah. Real talk, Amy and I are Android We're girls. Android users. Now, we are recording this podcast on a Mac, but otherwise, all of my personal devices are complete. Completely Android. Google. I Android. love it. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I have on my Android would be my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, in the future, if you ever want to find me, see what I'm up to, you can find me on everything, at Erica Jarvis. And guys, I am Erica with a K. Yep. Uh, same for me. So, I have... You can find me on Facebook... Um, but also, you could look me up on Insta or Twitter with the handle I'm Amy Randolph. Uh, and Amy is A M I E. So I'm Amy with an I E. Also, you can follow this podcast, this podcast on Insta or Twitter at Podcast RWD. So go to Twitter, go to Insta, type in at Podcast RWD, and we'd love for you to start following us. We're um, going to build up more content here pretty soon. We'd love for you guys to come us uh, come along with us. And hey, if you have suggestions, like we said earlier, for podcasts for us, um, comments, thoughts, please feel free to email us. You can email us at podcastrwd at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you send us what you are listening to and you think that we should listen to it, we'll definitely take a listen and, you know, chat about it in the future. Maybe add it to our favorites yeah. playlist. Maybe and then, it. Yeah, definitely. And if you see somebody you love on Twitter or anything, like, yeah, retweet us at PodcastRWD. And we kind of want to get a hashtag started because yep. if anybody's a Bravo fan the way we are, you guys know this past summer – it was all about Tom. It was about Tom. And it was about Tom. And we knew it was about Tom since the Miami vacation when Bethany lost her mind drinking out of the bottle of Skinny Girl Vodka, yeah. sobbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this time, it's about podcasts. So anything you do on Twitter, on Instagram, hashtag it's about podcast. Because it's all about podcasts for us. It's kind of 24-7. It's kind of become all about podcasts. Yeah, it totally has. Yeah. So I just want to say, Amy, thank you for joining me on our very first podcast and drinking some champagne with me and, you know, just being so brave to talk about this stuff with me the way we do (laughs) on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. So we want to say thanks for listening. If you could, find some way to retweet this. Tell your mother. Tell your priest. Tell your therapist. Mm -hmm. Whatever you got to do to get this out there. To you and your friend, we will be back next week with yep. another episode. And guys, in the meantime, don't forget, be kind. Rewind. Rewind. Bye.